The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to Talking Halos. That's what we're talking about today. You can say Talking Rams. I'm ready. You know, I'm, I'm starting to get all... Good to go for Rams Talk Radio. We're starting to pump things up a little bit. Took time off from that. All of a sudden, my mind just wandered. But hey, welcome to Talking Halos. This is Eric C. Paul with Jared Timms and Nate Green. And yes, after watching that 12-5 to debacle in Atlanta today, my mind's a little fried. And no, there's no drugs involved. Anyways, we have a lot to talk about, believe it or not. Trade and I passed yesterday. I know you did a, a show on that. I'm sure you want to hear my takes on it as well. What didn't didn't happen? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Maybe you don't care. But also a 12-5 debacle. You're talking about Lucas Giolito getting hit for nine runs today, and then we had the Mariners series four game set, critical four game set, and it's all in roughly 30 minutes. So going it right ahead, going right into it, Jared. 12-5. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Did Le- did Lucas Giolito pitch as bad as it looked? I think he, I mean, yeah, he got hit around anytime you go up nine runs, but um, I mean, also you play kind of, play some rough defense in, in, in behind him. Um Jordan Adams didn't look the best out there. Didn't, you know, the game kind of caught up to him a little bit there. The game kind of got quick on him. Um, And and that was like the biggest thing that I saw, you know, miss. So for me, I don't care about a loss because losses in baseball are going to happen. It's if you lose games and you make stupid mental mistakes that it kills me. That's that, that's, that's where I stand. And that's kind of been this whole season. For, for the angels is mental mistakes and, and constantly, you know, Jordan Adams missed. I think I saw three cutoff men that he missed. It could have been more. I'm going to be honest there with you. Um, first start. That's fine. You know, but you know, you got to slow the game down a little bit um, back to the Giolito though. No, I didn't think he pitched. I didn't think he pitched all that bad. I think the defense kind of caught up with him a little bit. He, he had some guys take some extra base, some extra bases there. Um, but you're also pitching against the best lineup in baseball. If not, I mean, a top five lineup in baseball. So, yeah, I, I mean, get get out of there with one win. That's exactly what I, uh, I was hoping for for the Angels. Yeah, didn't get on. mention that. I did. Yeah, get get out of there with one win and move on to Seattle. Go take three or four. Nate, where do you sit on that? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I actually watched a lot of this game, and he didn't – it wasn't that bad. Um, I, I was pretty, pretty – uh, upset with Giolito being the prize possession for the starting pitching. I think they should have got another guy, but you know, when you see Arcia go accident check swing and it gets through the middle, uh, when you see a blooper down the line, end up for a double, things like that. It, he, he didn't give up a lot of hard contact except for the home runs, which, you know, Matt Olson's yeah. been unbelievable. Yeah. Ron Acuna has been unbelievable. So yeah, it, it didn't help that things just seemed to find holes and things like that. But yeah, it's sometimes, sometimes it's just not your day and you know, it just wasn't, wasn't his day. The angels kind of put together their typical, let's throw up a couple runs and, and make it look close for a little bit. And it wasn't, it was never really a close game. So it was a, a little bit unfortunate. They didn't hit uh Torino's as good as you would have liked. Torino's hasn't pitched that well, especially since being DFA'd and things like that. And, the Angels made him look really, really good. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe it was a a tough morning to get up and have to play it at twelve in the afternoon or whatever. But I don't want to blame that on on the loss. I just think that the Braves are better than us, and they they showed it. I mean, they are. They're a great team. They're an excellent team, and yet I I saw. Angels social media, Angels fan groups going off of the Angels for losing to them in the Braves. You know, we talk about the Angels and the, all the simps who are complaining, you know, to complaining about how the Angels are, are uh, losing to the Braves and how dare they. And, like, everybody's losing to the Braves. At home, day game after a night game, 
you're not putting your starting lineup out there as it is. You had a bunch of guys sitting today. Uh, it, yeah, it happens. It's going to happen. Um, it was ugly to watch, but we all, I mean, Jared, you said it before, just get one and then go take three or four from Seattle. Three or four, three or four. And Seattle, ironically, made the decision to sell a bit, even though they're pretty much identical to where the Angels are. So I'm not sure what the, what the Mariners are doing. This is an interesting matchup this weekend. They they understand where they're at. They they took the approach we thought the Angels should have taken. It's like, hey, we've got to jump so many teams to to make this thing even possible. We don't hold tiebreakers with the right teams, and you know what? We can we can get we don't really resign guys. I think that's one thing that Seattle understands about themselves is they don't really resign guys because of where they're at and, and just the way that their franchise is set up with how much money they spend and things like that. But yeah, I think they just kind of understood like, Hey, we're not going to resign these guys. Let's get rid of them and get something that we can help us in the future because we have a really good core. So I, I actually think Seattle did the right thing as odd as that sounds. Yeah. I don't want to beat the dead horse. We know how, what, what should happen this trade deadline. Angels didn't go do it. I mean, they played a good team this weekend. You know, I was just talking about Seattle, man. I didn't need oh. your take on the dead horse. Oh, I, I thought we were going to continue the conversation on why, why the Angels should have sold, but um, oh, yeah, not, oh no, it's the Seattle series. Like, like I said, I mean, you got to go up there. You got to go prove. You got to go prove to the American League that you went and bought at this point, you know, and you go beat a team that went and sold. Uh, pitching matchups aren't easy, by the way. Either you still got to face Bryce Miller, Luis Castillo, Brandon, the rookie Brandon Wu, um, and then they also have to Brian face. Uh, George Kirby. And they also got to face George, George, George Kirby. Kirby. That's so a tough four. Pitching matchups aren't easy there for sure. So, like, you look at those split pitching matchups and you hope for a split, um, you know, just because. You can't be hoping for a split at home against no, a team you, that just you, sold. You can't. You, you can't. Like I said, you got to go when take you're three or four. Yeah, you got to go take three or four. But um, against those that that pitching matchup, I mean, the Angels are only one game behind the Mariners there. So, that's it's crazy. It's crazy to think that. It's crazy to think that um, how, how two different teams think. But also, you have to think about it, too, that, these the angels and the Mariners are kind of in two different spots too. You know, the Mariners are still just kind of up and coming. You got Julio on a, on, on a nice, I think they, they extended him correct to a pretty good, or is he still on that rookie contract? I thought still, they extended him. Uh, I think it's still rookie contract. Still rookie. I, I, thought they, I thought they, I thought they pulled like an Acuna deal or something and extended him. I could be, I, I'm probably not thinking the right guy, but they got a good, they got a good, um, they got a good core group of guys there. Kind of like the angels do. Um, angels are a little bit older than when, where the Mariners are, but yeah, you know, the Angels and Mariners are kind of in totally different spots. So it doesn't surprise me that they went and sold. Um, I think and, it's in the massive one. That's right. Yeah. And, and for some reason, it wouldn't surprise me if the uh, the Mariners went off and, and started winning a lot of <laughs> winning a lot of games for some strange reason. You know, they uh, it, it's it's kind of that angel effect that, you know, they start they make some trades. They they all of a sudden have some type of you know good feeling going into some series and then you see them rising up draft boards and it's like okay no so just keep playing bad baseball i want to own a higher mm-hmm. draft pick so um yeah as, as far as the mariner series go go you got to go win three or four at home against them you got to you got to go prove to the al i mean go sweep them for all i care go, go prove to the al that you are you are the competitors you are the you know you're not pretenders go, go prove that you're contenders so the angels our first matchup is with brian Wu against Shoyo Otani. that's on thursday now, the last time Wu went out, pitched a gem against the Angels. Yeah. So, who knows how that's going to turn out? Big strikeout guy. 
He is. Um, he's had two, just two bad starts, basically, and that's blown up his ER in a 4 9 six. Other than that, he's been very good. <laughs> the The Mariners are, team, you mentioned that, like they and they didn't even really trade anyone that was really critical. Like they they traded guy like Suwal. Suwal goes. They already have Munoz waiting in the wings. Like they traded the right guys. Pollock wasn't helping me. that team. Colt Pardon Long me? wasn't help. Pollock wasn't helping that team. Colt Long wasn't helping that team. Like yeah. it's almost like they went addition by subtraction. As far as that sounds, like hey, we get rid of some veterans who maybe haven't played that well and. Maybe are going to be a little bit upset if we uh, cut into their playing time. Let's get rid of them and let's let some of these young guys play who have been, you know, showing us in the minor leagues that they they should be playing. But yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting series. I think the Angels are are going to have to prove the thing that Derek and I talk about a lot: can they hit good pitching? And you're gonna you're gonna run into Luis Castillo, you're gonna run into George Kirby, you're gonna run into um, to Wu and all these guys, and it's like, yeah, Fred you're. Smeller. We, we are dodging Logan Gilbert, who has pitched well against us, which is nice. But um, you're still going to run into Luis Castillo. Can you hit Luis Castillo? Because you are going to run into two of those type of pitchers in any playoff series. And I know you say you got to get to the playoffs, but in order to get to the playoffs, you got to beat those type of teams, especially with those type of pitchers. Mm-hmm. Seattle is my dark horse to make a run the rest of the way. <clears throat> They're, they they still have a load of roster, young core, a load of roster, great pitching. I mean, there's – I don't know why it hasn't worked this year. But Trouble. they're still they're still loaded. So, you know, that's the first matchup again. Otani and Wu, the matchup on Friday, shakes out. Uh, Castillo. That's Castillo and Reed Detmers, and Reed's been off a bit his last couple starts. Hopefully being home, he'll be back on his game. That's a nine. That's a nine thirty Eastern, six thirty Pacific start. Luis Castillo, a gem, last game out. So Saturday, we got George Kirby versus uh, <clears throat> Tyler Anderson. He's pitched well lately. He has. He's been he's been good enough to to give you five. Give you one. He's pitched good. He's pitched good. Wow! Lately. Wow! He man. has. I'm so proud of you. He has pitched good lately. Like, I, no, he ha- he has. He hasn't pitched bad for sure. Like he's kept he's kept the Angels in games, which is what you. you I mean, his last seven starts, he's a three five three. That's literally all you're asking for out of him. Yeah, like you're asking him to throw up a three five. If he was throwing up a three five right now, you would not hear anything from me about Tyler Anderson. It's the five ERA that is the problem. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then on Sunday, the cap, Bryce Miller versus Chase Silseth. I'm very intrigued by this young pitcher matchup, by the way. Can we talk about very. Chase Silseth real quick? About like, I think we should. Getting the, no. getting the start last minute uh, with Griffin Cannon going potential. Well, he ended up going on the IL. We didn't know at the time, but he goes on the IL. They say, Chase, not only are you going to start, you're going to start against one of the best offenses in baseball. And, hey, guess what? Here's the ball. Good luck. And, not only did he take the ball, he he absolutely dominated in that performance. I thought he threw the ball really well. This could be his coming out party. I've been in on Chase Silseth all year. I think that you need to establish a role for him. You cannot keep playing this stupid game of, hey, start one or two times, go to the bullpen. Start one or two times, go to the bullpen. Go to AAA, come back up. Like, no. Tell him he's in the rotation, sit in the rotation, and let him dominate. Because I think he has the kind of stuff to be – 
you know, like a, a Miller or a Kirby or one of those guys who have been young and really, really good. And I, I honestly, when he's on, it's upper nines with a really good splitter and a, a good enough slider to get a job done. So I am super excited about Silseth in this, this start because I think this is going to be another big one for him. If the Angels are going to make a run, he's going to be a big part of it. And I think this is really going to tell us if he can help them or if it's like, and eh, he's still another year away from taking that next step. Followers are going to hate my take right here because I say it all the time. Shea Silseth, the repertoire, reminds me of Shohei Otani a little bit. It does. I did. I did. I did have to say it. You did. It reminds me, you know, you got the you got the upper nines bad fastball. It's a flat fastball. Granted, Shohei Otani's gotten better and he's been throwing the sinker. He throws the cutter a little bit. He's got that sweeper type breaking ball, um, which Shohei Otani has, and he's got the splitter, which is just as good as Shohei Otani's, and Shohei Otani isn't pitching throwing it at all. Um, and then on top of that, I mean Otani's got the big curveball and he throws all 18 other pitches that he throws, um, which which makes Shohei Otani Shohei Otani, but like when you look at it, like one, two, three, one, two, three, it's, it's very Shohei Otani. Like, you know, if Shohei, if Chase Silseth can, you know, really work on keeping the ball down in the zone and working on his command and keeping his emotions, you know, in check, like he did against, against the Braves, like give me five innings from Chase Silseth like that um, every game. And, I, and I'm happy, you know, that's going to continue to work on his development. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I think he, I, I like him in the bullpen. I do. I like him in the back of the bullpen, but when you need a starter and you need somebody to take the, take the rock every six days, every five days, whatever they're, they're doing right now. That's, that's the guy. That's one of the guys that I want. Yeah. So that's the four game set. That was a pitching matchups. You mentioned a certain injured player coming back. Mr. Drury, Mike Trout's apparently not too far away. I mean, how are you guys feeling? Nate, the angels are getting healthy. We we also heard that Logan O'Hoppy is going to be out three more weeks minimum. They're probably going to give him the full 20 days on rehab. So, yes, they are getting healthy, but it's going to take a while. It is going to take a while. We haven't really heard too much about Anthony Rendon, which I still think is going to be a big part to this offense. If Rendon comes back, we know the Angels hit better with runners in scoring position. He does a really good job of driving in runs, especially when you have guys like Trout Otani hitting in front of him. So... I think that's a big, big piece that you're you're going to mm-hmm. be missing, especially if you really want to be in this postseason mix. Um, Trouty coming back. I mean, can, can we give him a rehab assignment? I know that like some of these guys are too big for rehab assignments. Like Anthony Rendon hasn't taken a rehab assignment in I don't know how long. Uh, Trout doesn't typically take a rehab assignment. Like, give him a rehab assignment so we don't expect him to come up and be you know the greatest player on the planet and he hasn't seen live pitching in six weeks or so, like just, just give him a chance. Like even if it's one or two rehab games, I don't care, but like let him go and get comfortable because this injury is not a, an easy injury to come back and be like, Oh, let me just go hit again. Like this is literally your power hand when you're hitting, this is like what makes you comfortable as a hitter. And so I, I just hope they give him, a couple games in the minor leagues to to just relax, work out the work out the kinks. Even if he goes zero for nine with nine Ks, I don't care. Just let him get live abs, let him see pitches, let him see velo, and and get back into the thing. Uh, I'm glad they're doing it with Drury, but I I don't know if Drury's like the the too big of a name guy to to take a rehab assignment. But like Rendon, Trout, all these guys, they need a rehab assignment, and I know you need to to play to win these games, but it is important to this organization and to these guys 
to uh, to put them on the right trajectory to come back healthy and ready to go. I know, I know you don't like it, but I can kind of explain to the fans what what they do right now because I know what they, I know yeah, what they, no, I, I know, know I know do. what they're doing, but it's yeah. it's still frustrating because like it's totally different. It is, it is totally it is. different. So, so what the Angels Angels will do? They'll bring. They have minor league arms from Inland Empire come out to Angel Stadium and throw. Mm-hmm. So instead of seeing guys on on, I, I know games, that, yeah. but it's not the same. You you cannot replicate game like situation like whether it's a sim game whatever mm-hmm. it is it is totally different especially when you're getting in there and like Inland Empire guy like maybe you're facing you know a guy who's 92 94 with mm-hmm. okay control whatever like and then all of a sudden two days later he's facing Max Scherzer who's 97 with a gross slider and the changeup and it's just like yeah that's fun haven't seen that in in a while like and I know you're not gonna get that in the minor leagues but even Jacob Degrom, a couple, of, what was it last year? He went on a rehab assignment, and Jacob Degrom is arguably the best pitcher when healthy. Um, so bit, pitchers are a little bit different when it comes to that. Side I, of I know, but I'm just like, you could easily do the same thing with a pitcher. Like you could, you could get them out there and be like, hey, we're going to throw a sim game for you on Monday. We're going to take the bench guys who haven't been playing too much. You're going to throw, you know, five innings. We're going to make sure you get the pitch count up to about eighty, and then. Hey, you're going to make your starter on Friday without even going down to the minor leagues. And it's like, it's important for these guys to get in game situations because it, it is not the same. The sim games and things like that, they are not the same it is not the same uh, game speed. It, it's just not, nothing's the same. So I, I think they need to go on a rehab assignment, even if it, even if it means they're, they're going to miss a guy for an extra two or three days. I absolutely agree. I think it has to happen. You know, when you, you the speed of the game, you mentioned Jordan Adams today, this is the speed of the game. That's going AAA to the majors, but coming off just sitting there watching it versus doing, you know, and doing very little compared to game action is to me an even bigger extreme. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me then that Rendon came off the injured list not too long ago and hit like hot garbage. You need that time. Your eyes need to adjust. You need to adjust to the speed of the game. And so send up, I mean, you get them straight now. They're good in September. That's what we want. So, anything else you want to cover today? Anything at all? To win baseball games. I also misspoke. The Mariners are actually a half game up on the Angels. Yes, they are. But yeah, I, I misspoke. Are, yeah. I thought they were a game back. but uh, No, no. They won the today. Angels. They scored four in the uh, sixth inning to take the league against Boston, and they are now a half a game ahead in the wild card and a half game ahead in the division, of course. So, yeah. It's a big, big series. You cannot split with these guys, no. especially after what just happened with Seattle just kind of being like, eh, we're we're in it, but we're not all the way in it. Like, you got to win three or four. It would be nice to sweep. I'm not expecting a sweep with the pitching matchups, but you got to win three or four. Yeah. I mean, just final, final question, and I'm sure before we let everybody go here, expectations for August. Like, you look at the – you look at oh, – the August schedule is – tough like you it's almost all playoffs you say i mean you face the mariners who are a half game above the angels sure you face the mets who have sold but are still the mets it's still not that's still not an easy matchup i mean you just come off of of facing uh uh atlanta to start august off so mm-hmm. expectations for august i mean i know in the clubhouse it's win 15 games but i mean you almost have to win more than 15 games but i don't know if they can with this with with all the injuries plus who they're facing like that's it's not that's not an easy August I'm gonna keep harping on this like this is this is make or break time this is the worst time to be having this type of schedule 
um, especially for the Angels who are hurt. And I, I just don't know what expectations should be like, you know, 500 baseball and keep them in, in through August. And then you get a little easier. You can't do that. You just went and bought, right? So yeah. You play I, I 500 know. baseball in August. You're, you're going to go into September yeah. about seven games out of anything that's wild card or division. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't make up seven games, uh, especially looking at who you got in September, September, like, yeah, it gets a little bit easier, but you're still playing Baltimore. Cleveland's always tough, whether Cleveland is trying or not. Cleveland always makes things tough. You got to play at Seattle. You play at Tampa Bay. You're playing at Minnesota and you're playing uh, Texas. And of course, you're mixing in Oakland and Detroit, Oakland twice and Detroit once in there. So it's not like it just miraculously gets easier where it's like, hey, we play Oakland three times in September. Then we play Kansas City once. We play Detroit once. Oh, we do have to play the Twins once. And oh, we do have to play the Rays once. But no, no, this this schedule through the rest of the way is not an easy one. And you really are going to have to prove you can beat these teams. And I think it starts with this month. Like you say 500 baseball, if the Angels are really a for real playoff team, you, you got to be you got to be about four or five games over 500 minimum. Yeah. I mean, August isn't, August isn't easy. I mean, you go four against no, Seattle, not at all. three against San Francisco, three against Houston, three against Texas, three against Tampa Bay, three against Cincinnati, three against the Mets and three against Philly. And that's almost all playoff teams. So all right. So but hold on. Crazy. You kind of kind of got on me a little bit last time I was on with you over you know, me saying, you know, some teams don't scare me in there. Like I do for sure. I, I okay. apologize. And, but I just want to point this out. Tampa's played like hot garbage the last month. They seem like maybe they're coming around now. I hope not. Okay. The Mets aren't scaring me right now. Um, you know, the Giants aren't scaring me right now. They're, they, they've kind of evened out. And of course, Seattle's not scaring me right now. So who scares you? Who's really played you well? Houston and Texas, that six games. And of course, Cincinnati is the wild card. They're away. They're away from Green American Ballpark. Who knows? Philadelphia. That's a team that that can scare you. But no and you're one, going and, to Philadelphia. That's the yeah. that's the big problem. And that's the well. one problem I have with the Mets too. If you're playing the Mets at home, I'm a lot more comfortable. I'm a lot more confident. But going to New York, if that crowd is hostile, I know it's going to be August. So you're you're probably going to have the Jet fans. You know, the Met fans checked out because they're going to be mostly uh, concerned about the Jets. But if that place is rocking and it, it could be tough for a guy like uh, Patrick Sandoval, who typically struggles when it comes to just uh, emotions and things like that. But does it scare you? I mean, we're talking, you know, I'm an honest question. Do, Tampa, Bay, maybe a couple, Tampa Bay, Tampa, Tampa will scare you if yeah. they're on. If they're on and they haven't been for a while. But you're Tampa talking Bay about, will know, outscout us out of their minds. And we, we've seen that, like we saw that today. Jordan Adams, it's his first game in the big leagues. And his second AB, Ozzie Albies, is playing him to pull. And Ozzie Albies doesn't even have to move. He he literally fields it, throws the guy out. That's what Tampa Bay is going to do. Like, they might not be playing good baseball. Wander Franco is playing absolutely terrible lately. But you know He's that... Around, yeah, but you know that guy is going to be in the right spot every single time because that's the way the Rays scout, and they are going to be ready to go. They did make some some acquisitions at the deadline. They they did give up their first base prospect. They they got Aaron Savali, who you know kind of reminds me of Zach Eflin, where it's like, oh, uh, you know, he's an average pitcher, but Cleveland or uh, but Tampa Bay probably sees something in him, and he'll he'll probably be even better, even though he's coming from Cleveland, who's a really good pitching org as well. Um, I. 
that's the thing that scares me. It's just you're going to get out scouted. You're going to get out uh, game planned because we've already seen what have we talked about the most in its bullpen management and its just management in general of games, right? Mental awareness, all those things. That's the one thing you're going to get absolutely killed by when it comes to Tampa Bay. They might not be playing good baseball, but you know that they're going to be better um, in the management room, and they're going to be better when it comes to playing clean baseball. And that's more, why Tampa Bay scares me. You go, you, go, you go along with Houston and Texas, they're going to be the same way as well. Um, and, and that's – I think San Francisco's a scary team because they are going to be very similar as well. You're, you're getting – um, the GM from the Dodgers, who has been everywhere, um, Zar, uh, Z, what? Farhan Zaidi. Yes, Farhan Z- Zaidi. Um, he he's there. He's done a really good job. Um, they did have some injuries on the pitching staff, but they they did some things at the at the deadline again. That's going to be like, well, if things work the way that that uh, he sees them out to work, then it's going to be really tough on the Angels, but. Again, these are the series you want to be playing right now because if you can beat these type of teams, it's it's just going to prove that you can be in the postseason run. But if you can't beat these type of teams, th- then September's not going to matter. Um, by the way, a wonder Franco Howard again today. I saw that. Yeah, his first AB, he went second deck or third deck yeah. against Gary Cole. He's coming out of it. So <laughs> if and if he and Randy Rosarena come out of it. Oh boy, that, that changes everything. But I mean, I'm just looking at that, and the team that should scare me is Tampa Bay, and they might be by then, you know. But to me, the team that scares me is Houston and Texas because they've just, even though we took three out of four from Texas early in the year, they just they're just better right now. Yeah, they're better. All right, closing thoughts, Jared. Give it. Give me three or four against Seattle. Hell, go sweep Seattle. Go show that you can that you can beat a team over five hundred. Nate, hey, Sil says, watch. It is on. It is time for him to start to take off. I am all on board with Chase Silseth. Very hopeful on Silseth. I like the changes that we've seen since he came back up. He's not the same pitcher, so I like it. Like it a lot. Okay. Follow us on Twitter at Talk of Halo. Follow me at DC Paul. Follow Jared at Jared underscore Tims and Nate Green at Nate Green 34. We'll be back this weekend, hopefully talking about a series win. If not, maybe we'll cry a little. Right, you have a great one.